Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 104 of The Sausage Factory. Remastered. Wait, remastered? 104? This makes no sense, observant listeners say. That's right, last episode was 211. Now regressing back to 104? Why? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First reason is it's been difficult getting guests this time of year. Happens. This is after Christmas, people are still settling and getting back into the swing of things. So... I've had to resort, I say resort, not a bad thing, go back into the archives and dig out some of my older episodes because after all this show has been going for a very, very long time. I'm sure new listeners may not be aware of previous work so I thought I'd dig this one out. This one is 104 and it features Fury. It's an action-adventure arcade game made by Game Bakers and the chap I'm interviewing is Emmerich Thoa. But again, why Fury? Why this particular title? Why this particular episode? Well, Fury features in one of the titles that is going to be covered in Kane and Rince this season for 2019. Very exciting. I saw it on the list and I thought, oh, I've interviewed the developers for that game. I rather like that game. So let's just bring a reprise, if you will, or a remaster of the episode I did back in November 2016. So, as we all know, Kane Rince does um, some fantastic podcasts and is going to do another whole bunch of podcasts this year. As alongside it, we have Sound of Play that comes out every Wednesday and, of course, The Sausage Factory you listen to now every Friday. If you find out more about those podcasts and our archives and also a, li- a lively forum, I know, a forum that's still alive in this day and age, who'd have thunk it? You can pop over to their at caneandrince.com. Also, we've just started streaming. I know, Cane and Rince has finally found the land of streaming. Um, we are got a uh, Twitch stream. If you go to www.twitch.tv forward slash caneandrince, you'll actually be able to follow our channel. Uh, I actually did a, a pilot episode uh, uh, on Sundays, and I'll be I'll be personally broadcasting uh, every Sunday evening, but there'll be other members of the Caden Rince team broadcasting on other days of the week. So do look out for that. Very exciting times. We thought 2019, best start streaming, A. Now, if you really like our output, I know I do, I'd say that, wouldn't I? Then you can actually subscribe on our Patreon. That's right, if you become a patron, if you do that just for $1 a month, you'll get a huge amounts of extra content, extended editions of Caden Rince itself, and also a special one-off monthly podcast by the founders of Kane and Rince, that being Leon and Jay. 
But enough of that. Let's move on to my past self, where I chat to Emmerich Thoa of Game Bakers about the excellent Fury. Emmerich, who are you and what do you do? So, I'm Emmerich Toa and I'm the creative director at the Game Bakers. Well, that was, that was the first question. Nice, easily um, done. So, you actually founded the Game Bakers, which is a fantastic name for a <laughs> Thank you. That's really yeah. good. Actually, is that how it works? You go into a microwave oven and come up with an idea and pop it in there and out it pops. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that, was a, that was a concept of, you know, you. When you, I, we are very much into cooking uh, with Audrey, the, the other founder of the studio, and we wanted uh, to to make games like we make food, you know, with love, and to 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 put it in the oven and to take it out and serve it to gamers, hot and and crispy. So uh, yeah, that was a, a good analogy for us. Cool. So you hinted there about your origin. So how did you make your start making video games? Uh, if I if I go very back, like yeah. oh, very very back, uh, long way back, then I started video games um, when I was like ten, okay. and I started I think in Quick Basic making story based games on my first computer and and you know only uh, branching stories, but that was the first thing. And I also made a lot of uh, board games, you know, with, you take paper, uh, pencils, and you just create a game. And that's still something that I recommend a lot to students who are wannabe game designers, but not, you know, uh, programmers or artists, or they, don't, they, they can't do that yet, but they can still take a pencil and make a board game. So I started there, but then, okay, I, I learned a little bit of programming after... Uh, high school and then I started um, actually I, I, a, a very important part in my study that was a huge uh, help during my video game career was uh, design uh, accessibility for websites for software so usability ergonomics all these things that make something easy to use that was a big part of my studies and that's where, that's the, the, the thing that made me uh, work at Ubisoft. I worked at uh, what we call the playtest lab, where you hire, not, you don't hire, you, you recruit actual gamers, so people who buy games and play them and are not professionals of video games. And you watch them play your work in progress game. And by watching what they do, where they don't understand, where they fail because it's too hard, where they are bored because they are too, it's too easy, you take notes and you improve the game. And you do that over and over and over 10, 20 times for one game. And that's where I started doing that at Ubisoft. Right. And I think it's popping out, that kind of origins of working at Ubisoft there, it's popping out of fury in, in aspects there. Like, they Fury feels like it's been carefully nurtured into being. Like, you know, I'd like to think most games are, but this it reeks of it. It definitely has been baked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's actually the, the good... I think it's the... It has two influences. One is this background in usability. Yeah. So it's try to design with simplicity in mind. Like one of the biggest guidelines I had from day one was no more than four buttons. And each time we wanted to add something, to add something that would make the game better for us because we know it, but not for someone who would need to pick it up and play. Uh, I was saying, no, let's stick to four buttons. And that was a very strong guideline. So that was one part of what makes Fury. But another part is a very personal one. So the, the baker that wants to create something personal and and the the other very strong guideline was make something that will not please everyone but really delight a few right. so that was the two ma major guidelines Ooh. well we'll come on to that in the second half 
We there's sure. sometimes happens it we stray into the, into the <laughs> game we want to talk about, but let's just keep on digging away at yourself, sir. So uh, you obviously moved on from Ubisoft, and when did you leave mm-hmm. there? And, uh... Uh, I stayed from 2004 until 2010, so six year and a half. Okay. And um, that was a great experience. I'm very grateful to what I've learned uh, in Ubisoft, what, the people I met in Ubisoft, the opportunities Ubisoft gave me. I had a very nice career there. And it's a company where I feel if you do your best, you are rewarded. At least that was the case for me, and I've seen that happen to other people. So that was a good very good and uh, a, good, a good experience and also an experience where I learned a lot and I left because I had this desire of having my own team, my own projects, my own schedule uh, for a long time because uh, I'm a total control freak. So that, that was a, a very strong need for me. And also I wanted to make uh, games that were done faster, meaning one year, two years, but not four or five. And also games that were made in smaller teams, meaning 20 max, 20, 25, not 200, 300 people. So that was uh, the desires. And... In 2010, happened the opportunity, which was the mobile games, the, the, the iPhone and so on, the App Store. Yeah, I think, sorry to interject there, but two things happened. I've had a lot of developers say this, and hopefully you agree. Two things happened. I think uh, Xbox Live <laughs> mm-hmm. and self-publishing of games. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's this? Like, well, you can make games and publish them yourself. But that's heresy. No, it's not. <laughs> and then the second thing was definitely mobile games, iOS and Android. Um, they just suddenly became, it made, it lowered the barrier of entry to actually make and produce and more or less, more, more, more to the point, publish one's own games. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Actually, I missed the Xbox Live train. Yeah. Uh, I had friends who left Ubisoft like two years ahead of me and they were... They got this train and they, they were successful there. Yeah. And I, it, it actually struck me. Like, I remember when I was studying web design and stuff like that in 2002, 2003, and I realized, damn, I miss the internet train. I could have been there in 97, 98, and I could have made, I don't know, Amazon or... <laughs> PayPal or yeah, I, eBay, I whatever. seeing all this stuff erupt and people <laughs> saying, oh, you can do your grocery shopping online. Like, no <laughs> one's going to do that. Why would exactly. you do... Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the other day, I'm sorry to share this with you, I actually bought an umbrella with Amazon. <laughs> Not the umbrella. I had to, I wanted a specific umbrella. It's a very specific one. has vents in it, so when it... When the wind gusts, it doesn't blow inside out. And I couldn't find it anywhere. Fine, I'll just get it on Amazon then. <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, you just look, look back on those times like, if only I had known. But neither of us really did. We just lived it. <laughs> yeah. So this happened. And then Xbox Live happened. Yeah. I missed that train again. Yeah. And and when I saw the, the I, iPhone and stuff happen, I was like, that's my train. That's I'm it. taking this one. I'm taking this one. And, and, and probably guys right now are, are jumping into the VR train. I don't know where it will yeah, <laughs> lead. I, but I that's, that's another train that, that feels a bit shaky to me. But it's... maybe I will, I will sound like a total moron in, in five years. But yeah, I just <laughs> think it's expensive. Um, that, that train ticket, that particular ticket, really pricey. Uh, yeah, so that's, exactly. that's, that's what bothers me. Although I have pre-ordered the PlayStation one. That's the least expensive. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway. But so yeah, I, uh, we 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 decided. Okay, we can make a game. We can be a small team. We can publish it, and it can be for a budget of hundred thousand or two hundred thousand euros. Right. So something that somehow we can manage to found somehow. Like it's not ten millions. It's not twenty millions, and it's not fifty millions. It's 100,000. So we started 
with that kind of uh, ID, and uh, yeah, we started uh, the game bakers and uh, first game called Squids. Okay. Um, so you know, this brings you up to the current state. You know, uh, launching Fury, which we'll talk about later on in the show. So, as a creator, then you've been creating games for quite some time now. Um, what do you think you find has influenced you the most? What's the thing you you find yourself orbiting constantly throughout your career, whether you like it or not? Uh, that's a very, very good question. I think, well, if I, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. I, I, hate, I hate to say that, but those things that make me take decisions on what game I will make are the memories of game I loved so when I was a kid so that's that's really like that that's the most basic and obvious and probably stupid things to say for uh, a, a designer who is aware of what a designer needs to be yeah but still that's what it is <laughs> I mean I've asked this question of over a hundred developers now obviously because it's 104th episode after all and uh I've had various answers. Some of it, some of it ranges from my pet dog. I'm not joking, <laughs> through to the universe itself. Like I'm inspired by reality and things. Well, that's awesome too. But definitely, <laughs> you're, uh, I've, you know, we both have experience of a first experience in games of whatever form, whether it's a board game or a video mm-hmm. game or something. And I think that lingers with us longer than we'd like to admit. Yeah, and if I if I need to. To shape it better, yeah. I would be my first inspiration is the teenager inside me. Right. So that's something that is v- still very, very strong in my art and my mind, and and it needs to express itself. It's like hey, I'm still there, I'm still there, yeah. and and when I open the doors, I make a new game, yeah. and that's what happens. But after that, I have my brain, my trained and and very experienced, like like twelve years of experienced so you've got brain. Your wisdom, yeah, your my skills, wisdom. yeah, and your intellect and that sort of stuff. I'm not talking about wisdom just, as a stat, as wisdom as you, you know, your 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 maturity. You are no longer, yeah. you know, fourteen year old Americ. You're, yeah. you know, where, where you are now, and uh, <laughs> it's 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 really interesting. That is interesting to. You know, you do hear people go, I want you to grow up. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where, where, exactly. Where are you coming from from that? Why, why would I... Why, you do... I do... I'm sure you encountered it a lot as well. As well you know, the fact that you, you're still playing games. I say still. What's wrong with playing games? Nothing. Um, you know, everything in moderation, etc., etc., etc. It's just an, another thing. It's another form of entertainment. Uh, so, but let's not go down that road. But yeah, so so you're inspired by your teenage self, which is brilliant. Inspired by that, yeah. and and refined by my wisdom, as you say, yeah. uh, and experience. Who says, okay, over the years, I have acquired some knowledge and some values, and I value this kind of design. I think this choice that is hard needs to be made in order to make a better game and and the, the, the vision you know that uh, uh, less is more or uh, uh, the best is uh, the I don't know how to say in English but in French we would say best is the enemy of uh, better or something like that right. uh, which means when you want to really make the best thing usually it just deserves the the end goal uh, uh, the, the, oh, not the end desert, is just uh, uh, the yeah. means. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, not not like that. But uh, you know, if if you try to make something the best possible, you waste some effort. And if oh. you just try to make something good, it would have been better okay. than trying to make something the best of everything, because yeah. your 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 means are limited, especially as a small indie studios like we are. Mm. Uh, you you can't make. Metal Gear Solid Five or GTA Five, <laughs> so trying is the worst thing you could do. You need to to take uh, to be realistic about what you can do and make the best thing that you can with this in mind. If you just forget about that, 
then you are going straight into a wall. So I, I try to, 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 to look at my teenager dreams, focus on what's really important, and try to make it as good as I can. Yeah. Always embrace, um, learn from your mistakes and learn new things constantly. Mm -hmm. That keeps you alive. That, uh, otherwise, you yep. just become moribund and just exist. And neither of us want that. No one wants that. And uh, that's why I sort of bristle when people say, "Why don't you just grow up?" Like, sorry, <laughs> I'd rather not. No, that's kind of dull. So, next question then. Does, this 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 show is a bit like a video game, and that it gets harder as it goes on. Uh, this question is: Who do you most admire in the industry, and why? As it goes through development. Uh, well, that's that's an easy one. Is this? Oh, good. Some people go. I can't answer ah, this. Yeah. Go on. That's 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 an easy one because I have. A lot of mentors. I, I am very uh, into Japanese culture, and I am a very fan of the Japanese, you know, the samurai way. So I have my mentors, and I have my archimedes, and that kind of guides me. So the mentors, they are all Japanese, <laughs> like <laughs> okay. almost all Japanese, but it's very easy. Like Shinji Mikami, who made uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil oh, 1, 4, uh, who made Vanquish, who made God End, who made, uh, he was a producer, a producer actually on Phoenix Wright. And, like, he made so many great decisions and he has such a good feeling for cool arcade character controls. He is, for me, by far the best game designer ever. I can't think so, where the influence comes from into, into Fury then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I actually thank him in the credits. Yes. So, uh, so um, yeah, this, he's, this guy, he's by far my top favorite. Yeah, Vanquish. But I have a lot, of, uh, a lot of other Japanese designers that I like. Yeah. Um, I would say, I actually thank uh, the guy... I think was behind the Punch Out series in at Nintendo, uh, Genyo Takeda. I'm not sure it's him. Like I look, I dig it up, but I'm saying I think out, it's him. sadly it shouldn't be. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, do, they don't reward much their uh, their guys except uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. But uh, um, yeah, so this guy he was very inspired when he made Punch Out because it's simple and so good. But uh, yeah, other guys like the Treasure. Designers, the guys at Treasure who made this, this shoot them up and this beat them up, they are all awesome. Um, so that's a, a lot of, of the, basically the Japanese um, selfish dictators, <laughs> the guys who make games and they just make the team bend to their will. And wow, these are these guys are very inspiring, and you feel the quality of the AAA with uh, the personality of an indie game when, when they deliver something, which does not happen at all in a game from Naughty Dog, for instance. I love their games. I like to play them with my wife on the couch, and we play them. We share the gamepad. We have a fun time. But I don't get anything memorable. When I play the, game from, the games from these guys, it's so, you know... Uh, this it is Hideo Kojima dictatorship. You know, you know he is on top of every de decision. He is there and he says yes, no for everything, and that's I think you can feel it. And I miss that from Triple A's because now it's only the, the Indies who, who give this kind of feeling, and it's very very rare in in Triple A's. Yeah, the, the Indies thing is that there's definitely a personal stamp. Like, this is yeah. my thing. I've done this thing. <laughs> It's a bit weird, I know. That's why you're playing it. It's true, <laughs> you know. And um, one recent game I played, like Firewatch, crazy. You know, it's a lovely adventure yeah. game, beautiful adventure game. I really liked it as a story, and it, I got you know a bit you know lump in the throat about a lot of aspects of it when I was playing through it. But that just you know that has the hallmark and stamp of that developer and the writers. You know, yeah, quite, yeah, that's right. Just feel it. You're like, oh yeah, that that kind of dry wit throughout it, that really sort of almost desert like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the guys they decided to invest two years mm -hmm. into making a guy 
walk in the forest. forest. And that's about it. That's, 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 that's what there is in the game. But still, it's a great experience for many reasons. And the writing is awesome and everything. But betting on that two years yeah. ago, I mean, <laughs> when the result is there, you say, oh, yes, okay. Of course, yes. That, that, of course. I mean, it's, of course, it's a great story. And, and, and you walk in the forest. And in what other game can you do that? But... Well, that was pretty boldy, I think. And similarly, that game company with, with, with Journey. Ah, yeah. yeah. So if I had to, to, to quote one designer that's not Japanese and who is making things that I could not ever make, it's the guys from that game company and probably Genovation. I don't know exactly who was behind journey exactly, no. but that was crazy. It's like, terrible it took a toll on the studio, didn't it? Because... Apparently, you know, after its creation, the, 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 its creators just couldn't do it anymore. They couldn't work together. Yeah, I know. Um, that's, that's sad, but I'm sure the guys who had the, the person who had the vision, because what I read was they had a, a bit of distrust in the vision during the development yeah. and that created problems. And, yeah. and in the end, they split up. But the guy who was in the meeting room, and who said, because I'm, I'm convinced people from the team told him, oh, we need to add, I don't know, a button to throw a punch. Yeah. Or we need to uh, give, to add tutorials because people don't know where to go. <laughs> or, I don't know. Things must, these things must have happened. Must have happened. And yeah, going to the same and, tropes, uh, listening to people, yeah. actually listening to and, others. Like, oh, no, you've got to have a score. What? <laughs> exactly. And there was one guy in the room yeah. who was constantly, constantly saying, we're going to walk in the desert and that's it. Yeah. And you're going to have a button that makes a sound yeah. and you're not going to be able to speak to your teammates. And also and you have a scarf that grows length. Why? Yeah. <laughs> because it's windy and it looks awesome. <laughs> this is rubbish. And you just storm out, you know, it's just... But yeah, it's just... so yeah. This I really, really admire. I think it's something that cannot be like it's like Shadow of the Colossus. It's it's done. Yeah. Let's not let's not go there anymore. It's perfect. Yeah. It's it's not perfect at all, but no. it's 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 better than perfect because of the flaws. Let's leave it here and make something different. And the communication so, is just like the single note. <laughs> Doom. Doom. Yeah. Like, that's great. That's just like, and you would have, you know, you couldn't be a jerk in that game. You just couldn't. No, matter how, no. you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. At least in that. I must say that I had the perfect experience on Journey. Like I came back from work. It was 11 p.m. Started the console. I was oh, okay. Let's try 15 minutes. I'll play. I see this. I I didn't know about the the the, the network thing. So I was like, oh, what's this AI? He's doing stupid jumps everywhere <laughs> what's happening and then i understand it's a player i'm like wow that's so cool and then honestly we do the full thing together from the moment we met until the end and on the same camera like we didn't split it was incredible and i was so excited anyone it could have been some 60 year old grandmother or something it could have been anyone but you you did it yeah, 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 and I stayed like two hours. I was supposed to go to bed like in fifteen minutes, and I stayed two hours and a half awake just because this was really incredible. So that was the best, the best journey experience, and uh, one of the my best gaming experience for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's up there with mine. It also had a bit of a lump in the throat towards the end when it was telling how things, the story of that game is extraordinary. So my last question of the first half, and it's my favorite question. Because it gives me an inclination, and first of all, it demonstrates that you're not living in a bubble, and second of all, it also gives you a hint of what you're working on next. It doesn't, but I like to think it does. The question is, what are you playing right now, apart from Fury? Ah, well, that's also a very easy one. <laughs> I, I, I'll be very ashamed, but, not, but not ashamed at the same time. I am replaying Valkyria Chronicles on PS4. Like, it... it, it mm. It's launched. Uh, version, 
Yeah, it's a remaster. I don't see any difference from the PS3. For me, it's exactly the same, but it's still very, very good. Like it's a game that like the, the story is cheesy, the, the the direction is cheap, everything is full of this. Okay, let's put our effort where it matters thing, and the characters are incredible. I want to spend my time with them. I wanna teleport into their world. I have so much fun with the tactical gameplay. It's very well balanced contrary of the, the Valkyria Chronicles 2 and 3 on PSP are way too easy. This one is, is like tactical. You need to make good decisions. And it's just, I like so much to turn on the PS4 very late after I'm completely tired and just dive into their world. And that's I, I, I don't know. I, I turned it on uh, yesterday night and the music starts and then I had goosebumps, you know. So that's this kind of game. That, that, that's one then already by default. Yeah, excellent. excellent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's what I am playing at the moment. Cool. But, so that is a great well, answer. And again, absolutely nothing to do with what you're working on. <laughs> I have found very strange answers like, oh yeah, I'm playing FIFA. Okay. <laughs> and they've made this amazing sprawling RPG sort of thing. Like, yeah, I'm playing. Oh yeah, I, actually, I play a lot of of Japanese triplays. Like my most uh, expect like awaited game is Persona Five. Oh. It's an R- a Japanese RPG. Yes, well, yes, and, uh, yes. It's not at all uh, a beat them up. I, I don't. I actually don't play platinum games. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy to say that, but I I. I admire the design. Actually, that's not true. I played Vanquish and loved it, but that was Shinji Mikami. Yeah, carry on, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, no, I don't play Bayonetta or Beautiful Draw. These things are way too, too, I don't know, complicated for me, or I'm not too good enough. Uh, I'm a very average player, and I prefer, you know, different things. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, for example, I've said this on the show, I'm playing at the moment, I'm playing Stellaris a lot on, the, on my PC. Mm. And that's just, you know, oh, okay, let's, let's send some ships over there and see what happens. Oh, look! Oh, look, it's, it's, it's a weird alien race. Let's just um, subsume it into my empire. Hurrah! <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's great. It just keep, keeps on going and going. It just gives and gives as much as you put into it. And, uh, but um, but I, I do like um, the Twitch and reaction games. I'm just not terribly good at them anymore. It's pretty frustrating for me, but there it is. Um, but uh, anything else? You said you mentioned board games. We also do board games on this show sometimes. I mean, I'm a big board game fan. You playing anything of uh, of note recently? Well, I have very very hard time finding new board games because I, you know, live in my bubble and nobody gives me any hint. Oh. But there's the ones that I play over and over and over. Uh, uh, and I know the French names, but. Uh, um, uh, maybe King of Tokyo, the uh, Richard Garfield one. Yeah, that's a, a, is, I, what I love doing about that game when I come and encourage people. It's a very, very nice one. Is, yeah, just get those cards, um, get those cards and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the thing with the, the, station, the train stations and the train... Um, ticket to ride? Yes, Ticket to Ride. Uh, incredible because it's so accessible. Yes. I can play with with my sisters, my mother, and my hardcore board game fan, and we are all have, having yeah, fun. Yeah. So that's, that's just great when I can, you know, uh, make people I like gather around the game. Yeah. That's not every, every day that I can do that. I, can, I cannot do that with Fury at all. Yeah, trying to do that, trying to do play like Terra Mystica with like new players, like, what are you doing? Just, just, they, they, really, yeah. This is just evil. Don't do this. But, okay, this is a worker placement game with different... Re- I'm sorry, I've lost you already, haven't I? <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, one game I would uh, give you a hint on is uh, look out for. It's come out recently called Kodinka. Uh, C-O-D-I-N-C-A. Uh, it's a beautiful game. lasts about half an hour. It's in a tiny little box. And it takes up to four players. And it's basically a grid, a four-by-four four grid of little plastic tiles. Very... Very big, very firm, very, very, very tactile, very pleasing mm. to touch. And what you have to do is you have to you have a set of four cards, and you play the four. The, these four cards have patterns on them, and you have to actually recreate those patterns using the tiles. It's just brilliant. 
uh, and it's really aggressive, but it's just really quick and very easy to pick up and uh, highly. Uh, I will for sure uh, try to. I will, I will to, to yes, see I that. Highly, highly recommend it. So, that's the end of the first half. See, wasn't that painful? Well done. Uh, <laughs> no, that was okay. Okay. And now we go on to the second half where things are really interesting, where we talk about fuel. the zeroth question because I basically give you the floor to tell us what is Fury well Fury is a game it's my dream game but other than that it's a boss fight game and more than a boss fight game it's a duel game it's not a boss fight like when I think of boss fights in the video games I think God of War, crazy, giant boss fights, or Shadow of the Colossus. It's not this kind of boss fight. It's a boss fight where you fight another opponent that is the same size, same shape, same uh, power uh, as your character, and you fight him for a reason. You have a reason to fight him. You want your freedom, and he has a reason to fight you. That's something you will discover along the road in the, in the game. But that's what a duel is really. It's two guys having a strong enough reason to risk either to get killed or to kill someone, which is not something that's something that we easily think as a, a given in video games. But in real life, would you start a duel with a kid knowing you will win, but you will have to kill him? Probably not, because you don't want to be a killer. That's that was one of the strongest things that we we wanted to work on now. How do we make a game about boss fights that is not just let's kill the bad guy and move move forward? And that's all a bit disregarding when you look at Fury and probably we failed to convey um, yes. enough meaning, but it's there, actually. It starts off with the, you, the main protagonist, in prison. And mm-hmm. you are fighting for your freedom, but and there's an underlying tale, and give any spoilers out, I won't. But you must be put in there for a reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's fairly obvious. So, like, that's, you know. yeah, the game is about figuring out why you are there, and why this guy don't want you to, to escape. Yeah, there's a chap there who's wearing a big, fluffy, sort of, I think he is, anyway. Yeah, he is. Wearing his big rabbit mask, looks like Johnny yes. Darko's thing going on. And uh, maybe it was an influence, I don't know. And uh, I think it was. Uh, we can tell us later. And it's like, like, oh, what, what's going on here? He seems for it's a little bit sarcastic and indifferent to your plight, to a point. Uh, but uh, he's very encouraging. But why is he so enthusiastic? You 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So figuring out why you're there, why these guys don't want you to escape, and who is this guy, and why does he do what he does, like giving you a sword and a gun, telling you we have to get out of here, let's, let's, let's uh, get out. And that's, that's another question, who is this guy, and why, what does he yeah, want? So that's, that's, uh, anything, that's the main driver of that, and actually mastering the, uh, the, the combat. So, speaking of combat, I'm good at segues in this, this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, although that's no longer a segue because I've just described it as one. Fury uses both sound and vision for notifying when the player should be do something during a boss fight. Or sorry, a fight. How did this develop during Fury's design? Uh, that was like I I explained that I was working in uh, usability and. Uh, I had a lot of design, uh, I don't know, experience in, in simplicity and stuff like that. And one thing that I noticed when I was watching playtest were, was that a lot, of, a lot of the time developers, they, are, you, they make the things, so they know how it works by default. And when you watch someone play, most of the time the game is fun, but the player doesn't have fun because he doesn't understand. And that's not really <laughs> a good thing. So we tried to make the game simple and to make it very, very legible. So that was something really important. And that's why we have this art direction, very colorful, uh, very simple, like the texture, they are almost like you know, painted very simply. There is no detail. Uh, it's just colors, and uh, we have very strong visual effects. Very Japanese in this way, and um, yeah, we tried to make everything be clear. And bam, in your eye, the character when he starts a move is gonna take a strong pose in his animation, and is going to tell you by his by his stance, "I'm going to attack you in one second." Then there is a white flash on his weapon saying it's gonna go in one second get ready or less than one second and then you have a sound saying Cring! press your button press your button and then you press your button but if you are you know a little bit uh, panicking and you just wanna press your attack button while the guy is, pre is getting ready it's gonna block and punish yeah. you if you wait and you dodge or parry, then you have an opportunity to punish him. So it's a game of counter-attacking more than button-mashing attacks. Do, yeah. And that's do not, unusual. Do not, do not button-mash when playing Fury, <laughs> everyone. Don't. It's so, so no, tempting no. to do because you've been trained to do it for decades, right? You see this kind yeah, of third-person exactly. action game, and if you haven't encountered other certain harder games with, with the initials D and S... <laughs> you will proceed to button mash. I'm not going to mention mm -hmm. that game's name. It's just, I'm not going to do it. I'm sick of it. Um, <laughs> which were which which were actually not at all uh, an inspiration. I I I respect them yes. a lot. I love Bloodborne, yes. but I, I Fury was already designed when I played Bloodborne, which I love, and and uh, I didn't play the Souls game, so it was not at all like I. There are similarities, but it's. Yeah, a pure. I, just, uh, I didn't want to dilute this conversation like that. I didn't want to again, oh god, citing that game. Everyone knows what yeah. I'm talking about, uh, and I just want to focus on Fury because it is its own thing. Sure. And it just deserves its, its its place on 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 a pedestal. So let's just focus on that. But um, no, what really shocked shook me about the game is the the audio. Yes, the visuals are amazing and the animation beautiful. We're going to talk about that later on. But it's the audio. It's just like, and it's split timing. Like, it's just, do you hear that? Do you hear that? Now, now punch him. Now punch him. You know, or or slash or whatever. Not you. You've got to. You've got to be completely drawn into it. You've got to read it. You've got to read their attacks and read their abilities. And actually, there's a fun story that happened one hour ago before this uh, this, this uh, discussion. Okay was that our combat designer, Benjamin, the one who is 
playing the Tesla game at the moment. He, he just beat one of the hardest fights blindfolded. Because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, summer games done quick and you see speedrunners doing blindfolded yeah. things yeah. right now. And we were like, wow, we, we should so much do that with Furium. And he just, he just did it. And I would not be able to do that. But he did it because of the sound design, of course, because he's not, I don't know what. Yeah. God or genius, he just listened to the sound and parried, counterattack, dodged, parried, counterattack, dodged, and that full works. Full credit to your team on that. That's just, I haven't seen that in a long time. It has, happens in a couple of games, but this, this was quite exceptional. So, I'm going to ask about the boss, the actual battles. Again, my notes say boss battles, I shouldn't say because the game, the fury is a series of, of battles with very tough opponents, and each one different to the other. But it it's one of the things about boss battles is that they can be difficult to keep interest for the player. Um, how do you, because there is a risk of it, you just simply responding to patterns over and over again. Mm-hmm. How do you believe Fury overcomes this problem? I know the answer to this, but I want you to hear it from you. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, uh, okay, when you, when you make, I don't know, uh, an action adventure game. You start. You you have your vision, and you know you want to make gameplay features that you're gonna use during the game. And what you want to do is um, reuse a lot of the features. You want to have a feature, then like say feature A, and use it in in A1, A2, A3 situations that are slightly different, but still using feature A. And then you want to use uh, the, the A-thing in the first levels and then the A-thing in the, in the last levels and, and make the most out of one feature. And for Fury, we decided to go the complete opposite. Uh, not the complete, like we have a core gameplay. Okay, you, you have patterns like shoot patterns and, and combat patterns, but most of the characters, they are visually unique in a unique environment that only is used once, with unique features for their arena, with unique attacks and unique patterns and unique music and unique uh, sound, sound effects uh, for some of them. And uh, everything is kind of unique. So it was a lot of efforts and production time and money put into making all of them unique and not feel like oh okay that's the same thing I did but with more damage or more hit points you know yeah. so that was that was a, a lot of of a big reason why the game doesn't feel uh, repetitive and after that it's all finding the tiny little design tweaks that make this pattern feel different so the rhythm the pace of each fight the do they do they try to get close to you? Do they try to shoot you from far away? Do they try to uh, to just swarm you with bullet, or are they like chirurgical in their patterns? And you need to be very very uh, fast in, in in parrying or dodging. That's all the little tiny difference that makes you feel something different. But most of all, I think it's all very different. In every sense. Yeah, definitely the sense of accomplishment when taking one of them down is exceptionally high. I found that uh, I definitely felt, uh, yes, I had genuinely conquered that 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 being, that other person. <laughs> definitely that feedback to the player is like it's never a sure thing. I'm not very good anyway, but it's really it, it's it, it's you know as you battle your way through, it's like oh this one's got me beat. I can't. I have. How can anyone physically do this sort of thing? You know? Yeah. But uh, I like I like that you start a fight and thinking it's impossible, yeah. and after five tries you almost yeah. beat him, and you know the sixth one is gonna yeah, be the good one. Like, so oh, that, that's yeah, that's just like you're just inching and getting better and better and better. Uh, and yep. I mean I'm not gonna say this in the, on the first boss because it's not that much of a spoiler. The first boss, there's some wonderful bullet hell stuff going on. I wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. at all. Where you know, I'm a big fan of, of the old, you know, R-type games of old. And to see that sure. bullets come out from the... wasn't expecting it at all. So um, that, that, that was quite striking to see that. There's definitely an influence from those um, 
lefty righty up and downy shooters of old like Zevius and well less than Zevius well no there was Zevius had some bullets in it but more more you know, Okarugo and stuff like that it was really good to see mm-hmm. so yeah was really, and also the fact that you could shoot some of the bullets and it would turn green and then you could regain some health from it that was like that's weird <laughs> you know again I'm not spoiling anything it's the first pass so don't worry it's a bit of tips there you can shoot the green blobs you get some health back and trust me you'll need it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. um so we've talked about a visual style but i want to tease this more out of you so it has fewer has a very unique visual style and uh it has models with relatively low polygonal counts you may disagree but in comparison to other games they are more basic not in a bad way is there was but the animation is extremely fluid very fast um was the reason was that that was it that balance you really just or was it what was driving what that's what i'm trying to get at the, the design and shape and, and the, the creation of the models the, these these battles are very elaborate so did were you frightened of any slowdown or how what was driving what well especially talking about the animation there was that's one another guideline that we have is it's you know, when you, you compare Japanese video games and uh, Western video games, if I had to, you know, make it a big pattern, that's not true for every game, but still, uh, you can see that Western video games try more to be like a movie. So games like Assassin's Creed, games like Uncharted, games like Last of Us, they have super realistic characters moving in a very realistic way and it's beautiful to watch but when you take the controller and you press a button your character is going to do an animation that's realistic and it's gonna feel a little bit laggy I, I, for my standards and, and it's beautiful to watch but still it's a bit slow and laggy and when you play Japanese, probably cheaper-looking video games, it's very, very responsive. In the sense that they cut an animation, they make a movement be like one frame, it's in this position, the second frame, it's in another position, and it just gives it more punch. And if you look at a, a game like Street Fighter, you feel that that punch, like it's bam. Slap. Yeah. It's it's yeah. you have this startup animation. It's there. You see it very well. And the next frame, it's in your face <laughs> at the opposite side side of the screen. So that's a feeling that we wanted to have. So the animators, uh, we are very uh, lucky that we have fan of, of Japanese games in our team in animation. But they felt they, they they were on board with that vision and they made this animation to be like. This punch, this non-realistic punch that Japanese games yeah. have. So that was a very strong, a very strong direction that we had, and and gave this this space to to Fury's it gameplay. It feels like yes, it makes contact as as gravity to every strike, every block, every movement. And the dash movement is one of my favorites because it's just like I'm in trouble. Run. You know, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's really yeah. frustrating for the boss. It feels like they're frustrated. I know it's an AR control being, but it's just like, oh yes, you know, they they just you just dodge their attack, and you can feel like, when is it just gonna stop doing that? You know, like, nope, I'm not gonna stop doing that because you, you hurt. Um, so my last question, I know, sad face, all good things come to an end, but I want to ask you, from what I've seen player is given a set of tools very early on and that's their tool set that's it that's what they mm-hmm. have that's what they're going to use for the perpetuity throughout the entire experience of the game and uh, so it's, you know rather than letting them expand their abilities and getting stronger and stronger and that sort of thing is no that's it but this is this, this is what you got why why did you do that why did you not do the more I hate to use the word traditional oh look now you can punch just a little bit harder or here you can do a flying somersault kick and things why did you just go here's the stuff you can do and knock yourself out well 
that's that's an excellent question. I think there are two reasons uh, that are very important, both of them. The first one is um, in the very first presentation of the project, there is this slide where I define the vision and the philosophy for the project. And one was, okay, AAA games, they make a great sandbox. They have multiplayer. They have experience points. They upgrade their weapons and whatever. They can drive cars and vehicles, and they can, I don't know, customize their character look. They can do everything at a 90-point level because they have 50 million to do that and 300 person. We don't have this budget. We don't have this team. We don't have this scope. Let's make one thing incredible. So that was the boss fight. And this means, okay, let's not make character upgrades, weapon upgrades, experience points, levels, and whatever ability updates that would cost a lot of production time. Let's focus on, on fusing. And that's, that's one reason. But the best reason, so probably the most beautiful one and, and very true one, is the one that made a game like Journey. Let's keep it simple and ask the, skill, the player skills to improve, not the character video game with stats that are upgraded because he just got, I don't know, more yellow orbs that are the experience. Let's just consider that as a musical instrument. Let's say, okay, we are giving you a character with this pad. It's like a guitar. It has six strings. You're not going to add a seventh one, an eighth one. You're going to have to practice a song. First one is the first boss. Let's practice it. You get better. You get better. You, now you master it. Good. Good for you. Let's move to the second one. And you move boss by boss, exactly like it's scores, partitions of music. You practice your guitar and until you become Jimi Hendrix. And that's, that's, that's exactly what we wanted to do. And now we have speedrunners two days after the launch who can finish the game like us in the team and we've been practicing for two years. So there are guys out there that are uh, virtuos, or sweet, virtuos, virtuos, yeah, I don't know the word. Maestros. Yes, yeah. virtuosos, yeah. maestros. And these guys, I'm like, yes, that's what I wanted to see. Because the, the difference between a, a player who starts and the player who's trained is incredible. And I think that's better than saying you've spent more time and you've got more experience yeah. points. I mean, uh, I, I love yeah, RPGs. Yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah, big fan. It's a beast, though, isn't that's, it? I mean, that's, yeah. But it's not the, the experience points and the upgrades that I love in RPGs. What I love is a good story, tactical choice, uh, characters that I fell in love with, and that's these things. Simply upgrading my character is a good mechanic that's addictive, no problem with that, but that's not what makes me come to the game. And in an action game, improving your skills and feeling better, that's, that's a strong reward. It reminds me a little bit of the, uh, the, the ethos of the, you're going back to the shoot-em-ups again. They didn't really have mm. you know, upgrades. We had one or two, but most of the time it was, your, you, it was you versus those bullets <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't think of one shoot-em-up where your, your, uh, your uh, starship would start with one life point and would end up with ten. You you get a shield. You improve. You get yeah, power ups. Yeah. But that's not yeah. that's not uh, upgrades uh, like the same yes. kind of upgrade. You can yeah you can power up your your thing, but you still get destroyed when you get a hit. It's, so. it's yeah. And I've recently played a game. I didn't particularly like. I won't mention it. But uh, the game actually prevented you from progressing unless you bought these upgrades. And then you realized then it became much easier and, and to complete or to get and like, yeah but that's just math like yeah yeah it is but it was just lazy mm -hmm. you know lazy game design it's just no one's there. but what you've done you've you you it's uh, fury is a fantastic example i'm not saying this because you're on the show but it's a great example of less is more uh, and uh, <laughs> what it is cool. it's pure 
you it's you versus the game and it, it brings back a lot of you know that that skill requirement rather than here's you playing through your experience which you know hey we were talking about journey and firewatch that's that's an experience there's no, no there's no skill in firewatch at all it's just you absorbing a story and experiencing it whereas fury is a bit of both you've got you've got a lot of skill you have to really really you know hone yourself and go and it, there are difficulty settings everyone so if you're not too good you can go to story mode and stuff like that but it's not recommended because then you don't get the wonderful unlocks but I did say that was the last question it is the last question but my sort of semi question is uh, what f platforms is it on I think I know it's on Windows PC is it on the other Linux and Mac I can't remember yeah, it's on, on PC and on PS4. It's not it's not on uh, Linux and, and Mac uh, yet. It's not planned to be because uh, I mean un unless I, there is I, a, I have to a ask big. Because I get asked it all the time. Uh, <laughs> I I would love I I'm uh, yeah I I'm, I would love that to happen, know, but it's yeah, unlikely. Um, I mean, my laptop's a Macintosh. So. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, but on the PS4, it's fantastic. Well done for, for getting it out the door. Uh, and I think again, we did talk about before we start recording that uh, I to congratulate Emmerich and his team, uh, the Game Bakers, for finishing Fury because they certainly have. It is done, everyone. It's out there. You can go get it now. And uh, highly, highly recommend it. Emmerich, it's been a fantastic chatting to you, and uh, you've been a great, great guest. Um, so thank you very much for your time. Well, thanks for the great interview. It was really a good one. Yes, I I'm loved it. Glad you got something out of it. Um, and uh, you're more than welcome to come back to, to chat about what next game you have uh, on the horizon, whatever <laughs> it may be. Uh, and, uh, but in the meantime, again, thank you very much. And the very best of luck with Fury. <laughs>